Hello and welcome to Good Robot Andy's Season 10, Episode 6, I think. It is Episode 6, yes. Uh, my name's Andy Balaam and this is... Andy Cockerill. And we're in the same room again. Again, listener. And the thing that we're talking about this evening, and it is evening, is... It, it is. It's Avatar, colon, The Way of Water. Avatar Harder. <laughs> Avatar 2. Avatar 2. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> the one after The Last Airbender. Uh, that's right, yes. So, not The Last Airbender, the, the um, penultimate airbender. No, the one after. Oh, okay. Like it... Because it's it's a sequel. Airbender harder, airbender harder, <laughs> airbender harder. Uh, yeah, so we've just been to see that. We've at, been to see it at the IMAX at Waterloo, the biggest screen in Britain. Yeah, and so should we start with a mini review of the the current IMAX offering? Yes, yes. So it's very convenient to get to if you can get to Waterloo. Very convenient. It's like a five minute walk away from the station if you know where you're going. Yeah, and it's a reasonably pleasant place. To be once you're inside, not yes. not before you just before you get inside, it's fairly unpleasant. It's fairly unpleasant, yeah, to get there to walk there. Uh, but the venue itself is clean and tidy, and uh, has recently had a refurbishment. Yep. So they've got a new projector, a laser projector. Yeah. So I definitely noticed that that it, that it seemed to me everything was way clearer than last time I went. Very crisp to the IMAX. Very crisp indeed. Yeah, and as always, the seats are pretty comfortable. You could get a really good view no matter where you are. Although yep. we were right in the middle, so we had top notch yep. view. And sound is great as you'd expect. So twelve channel sound system. Right, which is yeah. which is more. It's more channels, presumably, than the previous. Well, presume, I mean, they wouldn't say that. They did they have eleven that. channels last time? Only eleven. Yeah. Uh, Nigel Tuffy will be pleased mm. about it's twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one, one, it's more. one louder. <laughs> one more. It's one louder. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a pretty good venue, but it, it costs. I mean, twenty two quid a ticket. You can get a ticket to local cinema for six quid. Can you? Yeah. What here at in Staines? Six pounds. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, so that is cheaper than twenty two quid. Yes, a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um. So. Um. What are our initial thoughts on Avatar? So what were our expectations? What were your expectations? My expectations were that it would have clunky dialogue, mm-hmm. very little in the way of um, character development. I was mm-hmm. probably wrong about that second one, actually. Right. I think there is some character development in this little film. A little bit, yeah. Clunky dialogue um, and fantastic action sequences. Because mm-hmm. it's James Cameron. Right. And nobody to this day does action like... James Cameron does. Right, right. Where do we know James Cameron from? Terminator 2. Right. Titanic. Right. Avatar. Right. The one before The Last Airbender. Uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yes. The actual last one. He does know how to orchestrate action. Yeah. And make it coherent. I think that's the the crucial thing. I just want to apologise to listener. Um, Like, there is a thing called Avatar, The Last Airbender, which has nothing to do with this film. So if that's confusing you... I believe it's a cartoon series. Yeah, it's some kind of anime thing. Yeah, it's anime, yeah. I haven't seen it. Anyway, so yeah, my expectations were, I think, similar. Um, I was expecting a highly polished CGI experience with 3D that's thought through properly to to make use of 3D, even though I find 3D normally quite irritating. Yeah, yeah. and a really clunky message. Like, the the thing about Avatar that I took away from it was, wow, this is a naive, like, message about how essentially you shouldn't, like, colonise <laughs> and, and kill everyone and burn down trees. Yeah, it basically bludgeons you with yeah. 
Uh, corporations are bad, okay. Yeah. People not- who are close to the nature are good, okay. Yeah, I'm actually... This evening we went with my son. Hmm. Um, yes. And his, his comment was... If the baddies were more nuanced, it might actually persuade you a bit better. Mm. But as the baddies are so blatantly bad... They're pantomime bad guys, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. Anyway, so I've jumped into... Anyway, so no, that was okay. my expectation. So then what did you, what did you, what's your overall impression? So my overall impression is that I didn't initially find it to be as jaw-droppingly like game-changing as the first movie. You mean the special effects and visual... Yeah, right? so it starts off... Um, Did you find the first movie really game-changing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because of the 3D? Uh, no, because of the CG. Okay, I, I suppose... found it to be really, really stunning. I suppose, I suppose it was pretty surprising, um, yeah. <clears throat> so this one doesn't have that factor. In fact, I think maybe because we were watching it in high frame rate 3D, mm-hmm. some of the stuff in like the forests of Pandora, mm-hmm. looks a little bit like cutscenes from video game. Yeah, I kept thinking, Yeah, is this just a video game? Especially the way the camera was moving. Yeah, yeah. There's a kind of smoothness to the camera that you get in video games you don't get in real camera work. That happened a lot. So it kind of took me out of the film a little mm. bit. And it cast me back to watching... I took my son to see the second Hobbit movie. Right. Uh, which was in 48 frame 3D, and it looked awful. Right. It right, looked right. like a video game. Oh, dear. Terrible. So this didn't look that bad, mm-hmm. but it did take me out of the film some of the time, and I kept thinking, I don't remember it looking like this when I saw Avatar no. in 2009. No, I definitely... Yeah. I, I, it took me... like I, 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 I know I came into this film feeling a bit negative, so I, I didn't want to then... I felt bad for then having negative thoughts... But it kept taking me out of the story. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like, oh, now this bit's been shot in the studio. Yeah. Oh, this bit's been shot outdoors in a real place. Oh, this bit is just back into the computer game. And it was cutting quickly between them. Very quickly. Yeah. And so you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Something that's like a completely different thing yeah. is happening on my screen. So I was really surprised by that. Now, I wonder if we hadn't been watching it in such high quality 3D and with such a high quality projection. If we hadn't noticed, yeah. We probably wouldn't yeah. have had such a strong impression of that. There's something to me about the 3D that makes you particularly aware yeah. of the kind of feel of the scene. Now. Yes. So. Yes. So the stuff in the forest mm-hmm. is not as good as the first movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. Including the animation, which is a bit that really takes me out yep. of it. If you see yep. humans moving and they're not running how humans run, yeah. that really hurts yeah. it. But when they get to the ocean mm-hmm. and they go in the ocean, mm-hmm. it knocked my socks off. Yeah, underwater. It really did. This was yeah. this was what you ex- what I expected from this film. Yeah, which was right. next level, like right. like cutting edge, groundbreaking. I'm using all of those phrases <laughs> because they all suit this film. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like watching a nature documentary. Yeah, it was yeah. that good. Yeah, we've been watching um, Frozen Planet. Uh, two and we watched a bit of Blue Planet ages ago, and yeah, I ca- I frequently had that feeling of I'm watching a documentary. Uh, something beautiful is happening in front of me, and it looked completely natural. Yeah. The only thing that was unnatural was that the sea was unbelievably full of stuff. Yes, um, all of the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But all the stuff was it was the kind of weird stuff you get under the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really plausible, but also really beautiful, and yeah. And um, the way it moved was amazing. So really enjoyed the stuff that's in the ocean. In yeah. fact, I think once they leave the forest and mm-hmm. they go to the ocean, the film picks up a gear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 
really just goes on from there and I found myself being very engaged with it after that right 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 um, I was shockingly engaged with it given it kept jumping me out of the action with yeah. this janky changes so the plot of this one is it's 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 probably more simplistic than the first one yeah it's uh, just there's a bad guy there isn't even a mining company <laughs> so Colonel Quaritch who was like the big bad hissable pantomime villain of the first movie is back that shows a lack of imagination. Yeah, they could have. They had just somebody else. The same yeah. character. He's back, but he's not back. Yeah. So, they've recombined his um, his avatar into a a Navi body, basically. Yeah. They, well, they took his. They took a recording of his brain. Yeah. and They've injected it into a so Navi. So, if body. he dies in that body, presumably he is dead. Well, they could just re-inject him maybe they'll into another one. Yeah. So what was the point of him not dying? Oh, we're spoiling it. Are we spoiling it? We're spoiling it. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, so he's back, and it appears that the company from... Maybe the company, I'm not really sure, are also back, but yeah, their mission is different it, this time. Yeah. Because instead of uh, mining unobtainium, they just want to... They seem to want to terraform Pandora. Yes, because Earth is dying, so they need they need to come here. So they, yeah. they've just got to clear the way and make way for humans. Yeah, but but to do that, they need to terraform it. They need but, to change the atmosphere. But all, the, all they're interested in doing is killing... Everything. That one bloke. Yes. Like, the, who, from the previous film. Yes, yeah, so Quaritch's whole agenda is he wants to kill Jake Sully. Can we take a moment... Yes. ...to talk about how this film is supposed to be about colonialism? Yeah. And the plot is that the one, like, white person from the previous film has, is now leading the, the people, who, the native people yes. of the... But he was leading them in the first one. Yeah, but, like, yeah. so it's a, an equally an accusation of the first film. The of, white saviour. Yeah, how is this okay yeah, that yeah. this is the plot? It's not okay. No. Okay. That was it, my moment. <laughs> it, it isn't okay. Um, so that is, that is essentially the plot. Quaritch wants revenge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he wants revenge on seemingly all of the Navi, but especially especially Jake Sully and his wife Natiri. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so that's it. So we, have we finished the podcast. That's the, that, that's the plot. <laughs> yeah, that's the but, plot. But as I said at the Let's top of this, po- as I said at the top of this podcast, I wasn't expecting anything more than that. Yeah, I, it was offensively <clears throat> simplistic again. However. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of the things that... Well, some things that I really liked about this. Okay. Sigourney Weaver is back. Yeah. She had very little to do. Oh, as as Sigourney Weaver, but as... But she's also back as Jake's daughter. Adopted what? daughter. Is that Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. The one... Which one? The one that where she goes into the... The one who has spiritual... Yeah. That's also Sigourney Weaver. Hang on. It, uh, playing the daughter? Yes. How is Sigourney Weaver playing a young girl? I don't understand. <laughs> because it's uh, because they can do the the vo- the the um. They've done a thing to her voice. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> you didn't know that. No. Okay, so that's her. Yeah. Right. Well, she did a good job. I thought she was great. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So she she um. She was she, a good character. I yeah. liked her a lot. I think she was one of the most interesting characters because she has a yeah. very profound connection to pandora yeah she's some kind of um prophet or yeah um spiritual uh lead but she's spiritually connected more than almost all the other characters yeah i mean at one point this is a bit of a spoiler actually we're gonna do spoilers okay at one point she connects to a sea creature 
and then manipulates a sea creature to do some stuff to some humans. Yeah. Whilst the other Navi look on like, what, what? is going yeah, on? We've never seen anything happening. like this before, kind of thing. Um, she also has a seizure, which is which was mm. thought was very well played. Mm, mm. And there is also there is also so I thought her character was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Zoe Saldana did a good job again as Nitiri, Jake's wife. Right, right, right. Um, I thought the other kids were somewhat <clears throat> vanilla in well, their portrayal. Yeah, I mean they, their script wasn't great. No, they didn't have a lot to work with. But they did sound a little bit like they were in a sound studio somewhere doing their lines yes. sometimes. Yes, yeah, definitely, yes. Um, but there was some cute dialogue for the, the, for the there kids. Was some, yeah, there was some like, are we nearly there yet type moments. That, and I want to go home. Yeah, yeah they were sort of all right. I, yeah. Like, you yeah. know, I'm, I, that pulls my heartstrings. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a certain age. And there is actual consequence in this in this film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Jake starts out with a certain number of kids and ends with a different number. <laughs> I'm not going to say who, who, but uh, I thought that was unexpected. Yeah, it's a little bit... There's a little bit of edge to it there. There's not very little edge generally, but yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was unexpected that that happened. And so can we talk a bit about yes. how many people get killed and most of it's played for laughs? During the finale... Yeah, yeah, especially yeah, lo- the finale. Loads, yeah. Like, all these people, they're bad people, so it doesn't matter, right? I mean, it might be more than Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. would make it the bloodiest film ever. They're, I mean, it's a, a lot of these these bad guys, but they're all, like, henchmen. They're just company they just get, people, They just they? get killed. Yeah. And and it's always like, yay, we our side is winning, even though, like, these people are supposed to be kind of peace-loving. Well, especially, I guess the... The main characters and the the other characters are not supposed to be that peace loving. They're they're just trying to survive. Yeah. But they have this example of this very peace loving um, species that they have they are close friends with, which are these huge whale creatures. That's right. Yeah. Who have sworn never to kill, but like that that's, that gets mentioned yeah. as this as presumably a good thing that these these large creatures have sworn. Yes. Uh, but then we just like and we're just happy. Everyone gets killed. Hooray. <laughs> Let's talk about the the final third right. of the film, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in which uh, you know James Cameron's reputation as a director of action comes into play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a series of action sequences. Some of it a bit reminiscent of Titanic. Yeah, one of them is actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but in but in a good way, not a bad yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but definitely reminiscent. Yeah. Um, I thought that all of those sequences were really well orchestrated. Because you have a sense of space and you have a sense of... You know where everybody is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what's going on. Right, right, right. Um, and I thought they were really, really good. I was I was absolutely on the edge of my seat. I was very, very tense. Yeah. But I do think the cutting back and forth and, and taking me out of the action was still going on during okay. that stuff. Right. So, I mean, I, I guess it goes to show how good it was in terms of coherence and storyline and stuff. Yeah. That even though that was happening, I was still really, really tense about what was, um, you know, I wanted them all to escape yeah. and, and so on. Yeah. So overall, I would say this film is not, for me personally, the stuff in the forest is not as essential as the first movie. Mm-hmm. But the stuff in the water just, I, you know, I was like, okay, I've forgotten about the fact that the forest was a bit ropey. Right, 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 right. This stuff in the water is just amazing. And the, the big whale-like creatures, yeah, they they were the bit that particularly felt to me like I completely stopped thinking about how I was watching yeah. CGI. They seemed real, and it just yeah, the way they moved, the way they 
they're so heavy and they you remember when CGI couldn't do weighty things yes yeah well that ain't a thing anymore they were no. they, and the 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 big um floating ship thing is also incredibly weighty it looked very it looked like a genuine piece of kit yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. although can we talk about how sometimes um, I remember there's a particular scene floating above that thing and there's loads of stuff flying around and it was just like mm. it just felt like I was watching Left 4 Dead or something like yeah just, maybe just a yeah. computer game maybe. completely uh, so this uh, the action scenes in the water were shot in a tank right, right. with the actors not wearing <coughs> scuba gear right so they had divers in the water. When they would do a take... So, it, but this, this, is this, this include the blue characters? Yes, everybody. So th- did they, like, paint on the blue CGI later, or...? Uh, yeah. Okay. So they've got the motion capture... You know, okay. they're all covered in dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they'd actually be doing the diving, and then right. they'd paint that on afterwards. Well, well, well. Um, so they weren't wearing scuba gear because they didn't want to have to digitally remove mm-hmm, the mm. bubbles. Right, right, right. right. Um, so they're just free diving. Right. Amazing. Constantly. Amazing. Which is uh, amazing. Yeah. And I think that adds to the reality of the scenes because people are actually diving in the water. Well, I, I, de- <clears throat> I definitely have a thing where if someone is underwater in a film or a TV programme, my breath is held. Yes, I did that so I'm like, I'm like almost also, not surviving the film. Um, on, on at least two occasions, when characters were saying, OK, we need to take a few breaths now, I, yeah, oh, I took absolutely. them at the same time. Absolutely. <laughs> I took them at the same I was like, yes, we do need to do that, yeah. <laughs> because it all seems very credible. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what I, what I liked about the people near, near the ocean, who live on the ocean, was that... In contrast to the people who live in the forest who have adapted to that environment, the people in the ocean have adapted to that environment and mm-hmm. they are the masters of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when we first, when the people from the forest first go in the ocean, they're completely useless at mm-hmm. it. But they learn pretty quickly. Yeah. Because they have to. Surprisingly quickly. Although I did like the, the touch that the kids have adapted better than the adults. Yeah, because kids will learn stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that really is what fast. happens, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, whereas the adults will take more time. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I, it wasn't as essential as the first one. No, <clears throat> but still, technologically fantastic. I mean, it was definitely much better to watch in three D than some of the, some film that's just been post converted, uh, post converted to three yeah. D or something like that. It was, it was, the three D wasn't too annoying. No. Like, um, sometimes bullets were like flying past your head, and that was kind of exciting. Oh, I did notice. There was a scene um, when some men were firing guns into the water, which is, of course, pointless mm-hmm. because water is so much more dense right, than right, air, right. and the bullets just went like about a foot into the water and then just stopped, right, which right, is right. exactly what you would expect right. to happen. Right, 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 right. Um, and in a lot of films, that doesn't happen. Yeah, they, like, they kind of mess with the physics right, of it. Right, 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 right. Um, so I enjoyed that right. a great deal. Right, 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 right. right. So overall, I'd give it I'd give it a seven out of ten. Okay, okay, yeah. And uh, is there any more sophisticated meaning that we can extract from it other than? I mean, I don't think like maybe it's about colonization, but it felt more to me like it was about nature versus destruction of nature, and that's really maybe the first one was about that, but definitely this one was like any time you saw the so-called star people, which is basically the humans, yeah. They're, they're always bringing technology and uh, machines 
And um, none of it's in a positive way. Yeah, it's all just... Dis- they, they arrive by completely burning the forest with their, their yeah. booster rockets. That's right, yeah. And, and utterly yeah. destroying a huge area of forest. So all they bring is this destructive technology and all that they're... What they're attacking is a completely non-technological, completely nature place. So to me, that was like the heart of... If we can call it a message, the message of the film was like technology bad or industry bad. The thing is, it isn't that much of a clumsy metaphor, right? If you look at what what the um, the Bolsonaro government has done in Mm -hmm. the rainforest, they've done exactly that. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, like it's not it's not a stupid message. No, I think it's probably less stupid. Like if it's about colonization, it really needs to be a more sophisticated message. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think this one was about colonization, right? But it ended up being a film about whaling on an alien planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they, I did. It did strike me when they were trying to take down this big whale-like creature. Yeah, it's like people actually do this with whales. They with actually, explosive, right, um, right. They, they use those explosive. I um, can't believe you things. Kill a this majestic yeah, thing. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of did, did strike me. Yeah. So only point. So point. My point is, on the on the, like destroying nature maybe you sort of this blunter message is actually more acceptable like the, pro- the problem is there still needs to be more sophistication there because yeah if we'd like <clears throat> stopped being industrial right now everyone mm-hmm. would die yes which is surely not what we want to happen. no it's, want that's to not what we a, want no. some some part there's a balance yeah <clears throat> there's a balance and what avatar shows us i think in a very blunt <laughs> unsophisticated way is that when Humans are out of balance with nature. Things don't go well. Yeah, there's a line, isn't there, in the yeah. about like they don't know about the balance or or something, yeah. some line like that. No, it's, which is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's so blunt. <clears throat> it is, yeah. 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 But but I, as I said, I was expecting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think this film is even more primitive in its storytelling than the first. But one. shouldn't we demand more? Like Christopher Nolan. Yeah, he tries to do more than. Actually, uh, on this movie, uh, before this movie, there was a trailer for Oppenheimer. Yeah, which is Nolan's next movie, which looks like it's a kind of biopic about Robert Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And isn't <clears> he <throat> the one that did the quote about? He quoted the poem about "Become Destroyer of Worlds." Was yes, that him? yes, I am Death, Destroyer of Worlds. Yeah, yeah, right. And he didn't write the poem, right? But he quoted. He it quoted it, yeah, about himself. He understood the gravity of what he did. Yeah. Um. So, but that trailer is really interesting mm-hmm. because. It shows him as being a flawed, quite messed up person, right, right, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> a person who's willing to do that. So it looks like a much more sophisticated yeah. message than, than what we saw in Avatar. Yeah, a look at someone who who um, oversaw a project that changed the world. Yeah. So that was potentially more sophisticated than potentially less sophisticated. <laughs> we also saw a trailer for the new Mission Impossible film. Was it a trailer? Well, it's kind of... It was, well, it was, it was an, an advert. I, it was IMAX, which was interesting. It was mm-hmm, a shot mm-hmm. in IMAX. Right, right, right. So it was an <clears> advert which, for, for that film, which is mostly about a behind-the-scenes thing, about how Tom Cruise is so amazingly brave that he yeah. still does his own stunts. Which, by the way, I mean, he is. But, like, <laughs> that is incredibly brave to do. I just looked at that. I mean, basically, uh, this... this um, you can probably find this on YouTube, actually, this little... Maybe, yeah. This little thing. It's about a stunt where he... He, um, I think that is actually in in the trailer for the film, mm-hmm. but it's a stunt where he rides a helicopter off a mountain, a motorbike, 
Um, sorry, he rides a helicopter. He rides a <laughs> motorbike off a mountain and then base jumps. Yeah. He opens a, a parachute really close to the ground. Yeah. And, and it, he does the whole thing. He does his own stunts always. And yeah. He did this. And, it, and they gave the strong impression from that thing that he did that. He physically did that multiple times. Yeah, because he said, I think I can probably hold on to the bike for a bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, like, I mean, I I have zero respect for, um, certainly for the Top Gun movie and how much ego feeding for him that was. Yeah. But, I mean, I do have a lot of respect for someone that old doing stunts that difficult. That, it's amazing. If you've seen any of those, um, the Chris McQuarrie Mission Impossible movies, they're pretty special. Right. Yeah, they yeah. are really good. I think I gave up on them a long time ago. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I think I did too, but I came back for... Uh, Rogue Nation, I think okay. it's called. Okay, and I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm back on board with this right, now. Okay, it's okay. Uh, it's really good, and Fallout is even better. <sighs> but I don't think I'm going to find any meaning in those films. But there are no meaning in them; they're no. just pure entertainment. So yeah, I'm largely yeah. uninterested. Um, so yeah, there was a lovely. Every time they looked over that mountain, yeah, my genitals <laughs> retreated into my body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not good with heights. No, me neither. And, <laughs> and in 3D, the, the trailer wasn't in 3D, there was it? No, it wasn't. No. But there was a time in in Avatar where we oh, went yeah. over a cliff. Yeah, I was like, whoa! And I was like, oh, that's probably where I want to take the glasses off. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it definitely did it to me. Uh, so yeah, I enjoyed that that breakdown of um, Mission Impossible something something chapter one part one part, yeah, part one, part one. Yes. So Mission Impossible something something part one yeah something something dark side. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I think I think we're probably done. Are yeah. we done? So we had a really fun evening. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah. And, but, like, I would be really interested to see whether that thing of it really taking out of the action because it's changing mode. When you watch it on a regular TV. You just watch it on a TV, maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe it doesn't happen. If I, it does, it's really bad. I think it's the high frame rate that does it. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I, I would have been happy to watch it in regular frame rate in 3D. I think it would have been more watchable. Right. Probably. But I wonder, like, I wonder whether they need to do something about the, the way the camera moves in mm. the pure CGI. Because um, it doesn't move in a natural shots. way. It doesn't move in a way that. Yeah. Although, having said that, you know, they have these drone cameras, like the one in, we saw in the Mission Impossible trailer. That's the one that's filming him going off the cliff. Yeah, but that still, it didn't look like... like <laughs> the, the, something about the way the camera moved looked like the computer games cutscenes. Right, yeah. And I think it's probably because it, it's just so exact. Yeah, I see what you mean. The line it's following. Yeah. There's a scene, there's a shot in... Um, I think it's the first Lord of the Rings movie. Or, no, it might be the second one. might be the second one. Where Saruman... No, it's the first one. Um, where Saruman burns down the forest of Fanghorn and is making the Uruk high and the camera kind of pans down and through and it just doesn't seem right 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 because right, it's right. a digital right. camera basically right. it's not a real camera right, right, right. Um, and that's one of the only very few shots in those movies where where I where it, where it pulled me out of the action that's interesting because like I think back to Babylon 5 yes and they do like crash zooms and things yes in the CGI, I like crash zooms, and yeah, and it, it and like even though I imagine if we watched that now, it'd be like okay, you know, doesn't look good. It would look very primitive. Yeah. But they were even then they were attempting to make the camera seem like, um, like a proper camera. Actually, they do a lot of crash zooms in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica does that a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's pretty good. That does the way the camera moves does feel natural. So that's what surprised yeah. me about 
Like, this film is way past Battlestar Galactica in terms oh, yeah. of technology. Yeah. Why is the way the camera moves taking me out of the action? Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Don't know. Don't know. All right. What have you been watching recently? Oh, wow. Um, we, we, what, we just finished a couple of days ago a show that was on BBC just before Christmas called The English. Okay. Which was a Western about a woman played by Emily Blunt who joins forces with a Native American guy who has been working as a tracker with the cavalry, mm-hmm. as so many Native Americans did, mm-hmm. joins forces with him on a blood-soaked quest for revenge. Okay. Really good. All right. All right yeah, really, really good. What's that on? BBC. All right, all right, all right. On BBC. Uh, we finished The Outlaws Season 2. Right. I really liked Outlaws Season 1. Which was, I think, not as good as Outlaws Season 1. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what else? I've been watching on Apple TV uh, a show called Slow Horses, mm-hmm. which is a spy drama mm-hmm. about um, this fictional place called Slough House. Mm-hmm in London which is filled with what you would call people who've messed up within the security services okay they messed up quite badly okay they're sent to this slough house to just go and be out of the way kind of thing right and it's run by Gary Oldman who's fantastic (laughs) he's just amazing Uh he's quite grotesque character right you know in the way that Gary Oldman can play grotesque very well Um, that's really good. Right. That's like, I, I refer to that on Mastodon as televisual crack. And <laughs> oh, right. you're just like, okay, another episode, another episode, another episode. That's how I felt about Walking Dead. Yeah, exactly. In the early days. Um, so I finished, I finished season of one of that pretty mm-hmm. quickly because there's mm-hmm. only six episodes. Right. Um, also on Apple, finished all the current series of For All Mankind. Right. Which is a fictional, like an alternate reality version of the space race. Okay. In which the Soviets reached the moon first. Okay. They put a man on the moon. Then they put a woman on the moon. Right. Before NASA have even put anybody on the moon. Right. And that kicks off NASA really accelerating their space program. Okay. Beyond what they did okay. in real life. Okay, okay. So the, so the moon program car- just carries on. Right, right. And they'd have a moon base and... Right. Uh, it's good. Right. It's good. It's a bit soapy. Right. And a, sometimes a little bit gung-ho. Mm-hmm. But again, because it's Apple, and I think all of Apple shows are just really good. Right. Because they don't right. make as many as other people do. Right, 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 right. So the quality control is pretty strong. Right. Um, hmm. I've been... Uh, I think that's it for now. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I haven't started watching, but I've been looking forward to... <coughs> Fear the Walking Dead season five, which yep. I just got for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I might have given up on Handmaid's Tale. Oh really? We're still pers- persevering with it. Okay, okay. Um, maybe I might do. Depends. I guess it depends how many sleepless nights I have where I feel like watching something like that. I might pick it up again. Um, we've been watching a lot of Frozen Planet too. Yep. Um, very. Um, I mean, I guess it's spe- it's especially front and center the environmental. The climate change thing on the frozen planet, particularly because mm. um, that's where the most obvious effects are. But there's a whole episode of Frozen Planet Two, which is just essentially laying out this is what's happening, 
uh, and we need to do something about it. Being very much more straight, like a lot of those documentaries have become more and more clear that that the climate is changing and and it's it's bad. But this is the first one I've seen where they've done an episode on it instead of just mentioning it. And did you find that to be just very depressing and you just didn't want to think about it? or? Well, I found the whole series beautiful like normal, like mm. absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. um, and quite sad, quite yeah. de- quite depressing because, yeah. they, because the, the effects of climate change are so obvious in everything they're showing. Yeah. And it, extinctions and things, you know, not just like ice melting. Um. So it was pretty sad to watch. Um, they did try and have a kind of hopeful message of we can do something about this, mm-hmm. uh, but boy, it doesn't look good. Um, no. So I find it, I guess, kind of appropriately depressing. Um, and it, you know, still, the beauty of it is still fairly inspiring. But yeah, yeah, it is inspiring stuff. Uh, yeah, it was I haven't watched a David, David Attenborough series for quite some time. Right. Yeah, because of that reason, I just. Right. It does make you sad. <laughs> because I know about it all. Right. I have a, quite an interest in the environment mm-hmm. and, you know, climate change. I know about a lot of this stuff, and I don't really want to see it again on television. It is, it is hard, to, <clears throat> hard to think about. And I think that's so my problem, scary. really. I mean, it doesn't, you know, like, what is required of us is not to feel sad all day about it. No. It's to, to act like that all day, <laughs> right? And to yeah. do something about it. Yeah. Um, not necessarily to feel depressed because you know I've been watching his stuff since Life on Earth right. in the 1970s right 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 right. and I'm quite a late arrival to this stuff and then the the Living Planet I think it was called the Living Planet which was a follow up to Life on Earth right right actually it may have been that but it where he showed the there's a a mummified carcass of a leopard seal in Antarctica mm-hmm. so you know we think of Antarctica as being um, snowy, mm-hmm. but quite a lot of it isn't snowy. Mm-hmm. It's just rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, in fact, it's the world's largest desert. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no I rainfall. Yeah. There's no yeah. rain. Yeah. Um, so there's this leopard seal carcass that's there. And David Attenborough goes there and says, this has been here for like 300 years, mm-hmm. and it will never, ever, uh, it'll never... Um, decompose. They've decomposed. Right. It's basically freeze-dried. Right, right, right. And it's still there. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Because not, nobody's allowed to touch it. Right. And I just remember thinking, that is incredible. Yeah. That yeah. environment, there's yeah. no bacteria. Yeah, it's so arid. It's so yeah. arid yeah. that that's what happens to living tissue. So we watched, we went back and watched Frozen Planet 1 and then watched Frozen Planet 2. Yeah. And that's interesting from a lot of points of view. I think the camera work and stuff is way better in 2. And they what they've managed to film is way more interesting. They've really, it really it is a lot better in every way. But there's there's also like um, David Attenborough actually goes out there for in the first se- series a yeah, couple of times, no, no, does he? and then think. didn't do that this time at yeah. all. Definitely not. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt a bit worried for him watching the the ten years ago one of like maybe you should go home because it's, it's it's really, really cold. cold and there's polar bears, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> things of that kind. Yes. Um, but yeah, but also the the progression of the the melting of the ice in that time is it's yeah. scary. It's really scary. it is scary. Oh, mm-hmm. we've also been watching his Dark Materials. Ah, the, the new the series. The final season so, yeah. of that. Oh, is it the final? Yeah. Okay. Which we've been enjoying a great it, deal. I mean, the previous ones have been really good. And this one is just as good. Right. More right, James right. McAvoy this time out, okay, which is who's good. who's that? He plays the... Um, oh, what character is he? He's, he's Lila's, Lyra's father. Right, right. What's right, his yeah, character's yeah. name? I, can't I don't know. I don't remember any names of anyone ever. Um, 
but yeah more of him which right. is great because yeah. I really like him right 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 um, I hope there's plenty of her mum as well yes good yeah so there's more of them uh-huh. less of the annoying people in the, at the authority who I find to be irritating right, right, right. Um, and two dimensional right um, we get to see some angels right which is cool right yeah yeah it's um it's been absolutely fantastic yeah that series, so. really high quality stuff yeah. I hope we can persuade some of the kids to watch the last bit I think they'd enjoy it a great deal oh yeah they've, they've yeah I don't know if some of them are a bit grown up for it but don't know I know I mean I'm grown up and I enjoy it yeah I know what you mean about kids though yeah 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 they yeah. have a they think they're too between. cool for it yeah 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 <laughs> yeah uh I think that's probably it apart from um Pottery Throwdown started again on Channel 4 <laughs> Which is like Bake Off, but with pottery. And a man that cries a lot. Who I can, I can identify with. <laughs> the man that cries a lot. I cried a bit in Avatar. I was going to say, did he cry? I almost cried. Twice. Um, I think possibly when um, Sigourney Weaver's character had the... Se- Actually, that seizure that she had underwater was really mm. scary. Mm, mm. Then, I think, and then when one of Jake's children died. Right. It was yeah. very powerful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, felt, I think I felt sad. Well, I felt like crying when people were trying to draw things together. Yes, like maybe, I guess it was probably after that, and it's like we stick together kind of thing. And yeah, um, I'm doing it now. Actually. Yeah, it's pretty easy to get me going. Though, yeah, so me too. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, no, I think I, I would think I cried at Natiri's reaction to her son dying, mm. which is just screaming. Yeah, yeah. I thought that character's so. Uh, one more tiny point about Avatar. Yes. The that character at one point she threatens the human boy who's who's been living with them. Yeah, that was pretty shocking, actually. I, I actually I thought it lacked a payoff. Like so, I thought I assumed what was going to happen was she she threatened, but she was never actually going to do it, and she's going to show that she really loved the boy. I think she was going to do it, or. Even the other way around, we'd find out she definitely was going to do it. Yeah. And, like, that would kind of shock us, but we understand where she's coming from. But neither of those things happened. We just never really found out whether she was going <laughs> to no, do it. No, because they both put their weapons down. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. uh, okay, where, where did that bit... Where was that bit going? Yeah. Yeah, a bit yeah weird. I know what you mean. A bit weird. Yeah, that was a bit weird. I wanted it to be, like, a total mislead that you... It really draws you into thinking she would have done that. Yeah. And then you find out, like, after a big bit of tension... Actually, she was never going to do it because yeah. she loves him like a son. Yeah, yeah. But um, we don't see much inside that character. It's all it's all really from Jake's point of view. Yeah, I mean, the, most of the movie is is from his point of view, from of being, son's a, point being of view. an outsider. Yeah. In fact, the movie. So in the first movie, it's all about Jake being an outsider with the Navi, mm-hmm. and in this movie, it's all about that whole family yeah. being an outsiders within with the water people yeah yeah and i think that feeling of um the different tensions within being an outsider family mm. was interesting so like jake's always trying to like ease the tensions get everyone to calm down and yeah and then then the, like people are pushing against that in different ways and, well yeah his sons are really yeah. hot-headed yeah um actually it yeah. is now thinking about it now one other criticism if i haven't got enough already yeah is that when it's from anyone's point of view it's almost always from the male character's point of view yes Either the sons or or the dad. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And maybe that's because 
a thing that's leveled at James Cameron or has been leveled is that he can't doesn't write women female characters very well. Right. Okay. Having said that, I think Sarah Connor's a pretty strong female yeah, character. But, but she's like there's this weird phenomenon where action uh, where you start off with a horror film style survivor woman yep. and you accidentally turn them into an action <laughs> yes, uh, star right. yes. like um, yeah. like in Alien Why, yeah, and yeah. Aliens yeah, yeah so you know another sequel Aliens a James yeah. Cameron sequel yeah. he turns Ripley into an action hero yeah, but it does feel like an accident <laughs> Yeah, she, I don't think she actually wants to do that. She'd much rather be somewhere else. No, but I mean, if it's like an accident for the writer. Oh, I see. They 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 ac- they wrote a survivor yeah. from a horror film, and then they they ended up with an action hero accidentally. But maybe that's what happens to Final Girls anyway. Yeah, maybe. In fact, it does happen to um, it happens to Nancy in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Right. Yeah. 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 She yeah, she starts out being a final girl and then she becomes a protagonist. Yeah, and maybe even a little bit in I know what you did last summer, which I haven't. You probably seen. don't like that because it's. A, I haven't seen it. You call that a slasher, right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I call that a slasher. Yeah, you, and you say you don't like slashes. Maybe I don't like slashes, but I definitely li- quite liked I know what you did last summer. I haven't seen it. Well, you haven't seen it, so yeah. maybe I don't um, even know whether I it's a slasher like, or not. I don't really know what a slasher is. A slasher is not supernatural normally. It's just somebody with a knife. Right. Going after a girl who's surprisingly scantily clad. Yeah, going after teenagers, usually women, sometimes men, and there's always a final girl. Right, right, right. Oh, Um, I think it is a slasher. So, I have exceptions to that, though. Right. And one of those is Texas Chainsaw. Scream? I don't like any of the Scream. Scream. No, No, I I don't like them. Texas Chainsaw is a big exception because it's so good. Right, right, okay, okay. And it's largely bloodless. Right, right. As right, well. Right. It's just all about the weird tone of that film that that uh, I just thought it was a piece of genius, really. Right, right, yeah. right. Because right. I didn't watch it for so long because it had such a reputation for being, I think, probably my fault for buying the hype of it being a video nasty. Right, right, and In fact, right, it's nothing of the right, sort. Right, 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 But it got caught up in the hype I mean, it's of got that. a name that kind of makes it sound yeah. like it, deliberately. But actually, it's a really well-made film... Right. Um, ...that really stuck with, it was really stuck with me. Right, right. I haven't yeah. watched it. I, 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 you should. I, I should, I should. I think you would enjoy it a great deal. I've realised I've got one more criticism of Avatar before we yes. finally turn off this podcast. Yes. Which is that it's supposed to like present an alternative form of society yeah where we like at one with nature and yet the 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 um positive characters are all anorexically thin mm. people with like a classic like la body yeah they got and no- they're incredibly scantily clad yes and so you're like constantly looking at these bodies that are like but scantily clad in an american way right so all of their all of their um like their genitals are all well covered up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and and their chests are covered up. So only, the women only just though for the ladies. Covered, but yeah, they are but covered. they're like like it feels a little bit. But that's that kind of way in, in the United sometimes. States where they have this messed up idea of what female sexuality is. Right, and we do as well yeah, in this yeah, country. We're just as bad. So all the men have bare chests. Yeah, and all the, all the women have just a, just enough to cover their. But not so as you don't know what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, so like. In terms of body image, it is horrific. So if we're trying to build this new society yep. where peop- where we're more in tune with nature, couldn't we have heroes whose bodies look like people? Yeah. Uh, anyway, don't get me started. Basically, it thinks it's all PC and stuff, and, and like I've got a lot of problems with it. Okay. 
<laughs> Sorry. But we kind of liked it anyway. Yeah, it was pretty enjoyable. You were engaged with all it. All those flaws. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely flawed. It is flawed. Yeah. And I think... Um, I don't think... Oh, I'm saying that now. I'm not going to make... Actually, am I going to make a prediction on whether I'll go back and watch the next one at the IMAX? Mm-hmm. I probably will. Well, if you yeah. if you if you invite me, I'll probably come. Yeah. Well, then, then we should do it right. because it'll probably be worth it. Right. 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 Yeah. Maybe it'll be better. But we're definitely going to see Dune Part Two. Yeah. In oh, I'm looking forward to that so much. Yeah. More right. of Dave, more of Dave Bautista, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always more Dave Bautista. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks Thank for, you. Thanks for inviting me to the IMAX. Oh, and, uh, you're very welcome. Uh, thanks a lot, listeners. See you next time. Bye bye.